0: From fighting to freedom. It's episode 66 with Riley June on the No Boring Stories podcast. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I've never actually sat at a bar and like talked to the bartender. Kind of thought that was only something that happens in movies. But in Riley's story today, we find out that that does happen in real life. Riley June is on the podcast today, and we have an incredible time talking together and diving into her story. Riley is an international intuition master coach and spiritual activator. She supported thousands across the world in connecting to themselves and helping others heal their lives. She's a podcast host, an author, and a pioneer in her industry. We go from Matthew McConaughey to her life as a, as a rebellious teenager to bartending and the dips in her life and what led her to do what she does on such a massively impactful scale. You're going to love this conversation. If you feel like you have been fighting or rebelling against the circumstances in your life, trying to fix what's going wrong and are so afraid of settling, Riley is here to help you break out of that place and find something new and courageous in your life. Look, if you connect with something in this conversation, don't hesitate to like it leave a rating and a review on your podcast provider and go ahead most importantly share this on your social media because sharing is caring we got to share the good stuff look let's get into it here's my conversation with riley june riley how are you doing
1: I am doing so well, Alex. Thank you so much for having me on today. I feel like this is going to be a really fun conversation. So I'm so excited to dig in and just share all the knowledge that I can with your audience and, and have a great conversation today.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I And I love how you even to tap into that, right, to share all the knowledge, because really what we're going to do is open up your story. But That just sparked something for me to realize that so much of what we know comes from where we've been and what we've experienced. And so even through this, you're going to right, we're going to unpack your story, see why you do what you do, but through that will be inevitably a whole lot of knowledge, a whole lot of what you've learned and what you have to, to teach and what you can bring to people about your experience to help others, right?
1: Absolutely. That's what it's all about.
0: (laughs) Come on. I love it. Stories are how we survive. It's passing on the tales of what we've been through. Speaking of that, you told me that one of your favorite storytellers is the great Matthew McConaughey. Mm. (laughs) There is something so like attractive. I mean, he's just a hottie, let's face it, but there's something (laughs) so attractive about his spirit, his personality. Tell me about that. What is it about him that really draws you to him?
1: Oh my gosh. You know what? He was an actor that I always, always not idolized, but really respected in his characters and the roles that he played. Mm. And even just in taking witness to the back end of his life, I think he was the only celebrity that I ever took the time to actually dig into and get to know a little bit more beyond the screen. And though I don't know a whole lot, I really was always very attentive, inspired by his character, just who he was, his values, his personality personality, his focus on family um, and his integrity where, you know, he went through a big journey a few years ago where he stopped accepting a certain type of role because he wanted something more fulfilling. And even though there was millions of dollars in a contract that he was being presented with, he walked away from it because it wasn't about money. And it was so fascinating to me to just listen to him. The speeches that he give, I'm sure you know, are absolutely phenomenal. They are unlike anybody else's and the more that i got into the work that i did i really realized that in how he shows up with himself there was such a true divine connection that he was bringing through in everything it was passion mm. potential it was possibility and it was never settling for the day before and that was the biggest thing that i took away from him and so he has just been just a fire in my life.
0: Were you exploring this like in his days and confused days? <laughs> Were you like, there's something about this old creepy man that he yeah. just to-
1: <laughs> No, it was actually around the um, the Lincoln. Oh, what is that movie called? Where he's the Lincoln Lawyer, where um. I really started to look more into him. Um, he played the role of a lawyer who was basically advocating for um this woman now all of a sudden the whole story is going blank but he's advocating for this woman essentially her rights and she was really tied up in um this with this man who had a lot of problems with like mobs and thieves and all these types of things and so he had to go beyond what everybody else would do to figure out what was going on and he ended up getting wrapped up in it too so uh, if anyone's watched the movie and you're like okay there's way more to it than that (laughs) just I know, just yeah, the it. one that got me. <laughs>
0: that, I mean, that's the key, right? When it comes down to it, you kind of go, I don't really, it's like hearing a speaker speak and you're like, they were such a good storyteller. I don't really remember actually the story, all the details of the story, but I do remember that it made me feel something in the moment. And that spark that made me feel something shifted things for me. And so when we think about all of that, I think it's so important what you're saying here is there's something about his performance in that movie that made you go, whoa, there's something real just broke through here. And I yeah. know he's on a set, he's reading a script, he's bringing everything he can to the character, but something just broke through that shifted things for you enough to go, I got to dig into this. And to get to that point where you said something so key just a couple of minutes ago, to not settle for yesterday.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that your phrase? Is that his phrase? I've never heard that before, but that is phenomenal. What, what is, tell me about that.
1: That's just my takeaway from listening to him and watching his interviews and listening to his iconic speech about how he was always uh, five years behind where he wanted to be, or his idol was always five years Mm -hmm. ahead of where he was. And it really made me stop and think about how, you know, we can get so caught up in the moment of, oh, I got to get here and I got to invest here and I got to figure out here and I got to get over here. And, you know, he was someone who always just looked forward to it Hmm. and in mesmerization. And wasn't looking back all the time to be like, oh, you know, I'm sure like everyone he went through, how do I get here and who am I to do this and all the limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. But in the way that you present yourself on the other side of that or in relationship to that is truly what stood out for me. And
0: One of my favorite speakers and authors, Rob Bell, he says that despair to, to define despair is. Um, It's really quite simple. Despair is the thought that today will be like yesterday or that Mm. tomorrow will be just like today. And so it reminds me so much of that, of not settling for yesterday. Yesterday is not the best that it will be, That, that you have the power, you have the opportunity to write a different story today. I think like there's so much that's coming to mind right now as you just say that and open that up that I think is so powerful and probably where this conversation is going to go as we get to get to know you a bit more is to realize that this is a new moment and there's yeah. something new to open there's a new door to open tomorrow who knows what possibilities are there but if we sit in this idea that this is the best it is or i've made it as far as i can or i will never be in that position that they are uh, that i see myself going to then yeah i think that that brings us to a place of despair and that's a terrible place to be.
1: It's so funny because I was someone who grew up with my parents always focused on yesterday, like trying to outdo what they did yesterday, but not in the sense of looking forward, always in the sense of looking behind them. Wow. And so when I got into personal development and into what I do, I really had to look through all of those thoughts and those beliefs and that energy. And, and you know, I got to look through it, I should say. And it was really interesting because, and even just tying this back to Matthew McConaughey, He was someone who I've always followed along with all of his movies and just, again, the back end of who he is. And and that was something that really sparked uh, an inner knowing, just Mm. like, hmm, curiosity. I wonder what this is. I wonder what this means. I wonder where this is going. And actually, he was the first person that I ever looked to for in a personal development sense. It was like, how are you getting to where you are in life? Because his story is phenomenal how you know he he basically got in because of his good looks Mm -hmm. but it was because of his you know integrity and his continuity that really got him to where he is and he stayed humbled as much as he possibly could even through the times when it did get to his head and he talks about that openly and honestly and you know I look at how I was raised and by no means is that you know shame or anything to my parents we always do the best that we can and nobody's perfect but it was like I wonder what else is truly out there for me. You know, if I follow a similar principle or or principles that align with me and, and lead from that space instead.
0: Wow. It's so good. I mean, look, uh, we could just, we'll dive into him. We'll talk about him all day. And maybe this will end up in his lap and he'll be like, I got to get on. I got to get on that podcast. Oh, that's the one. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) That's the one. I'll get you some bourbon if you come on, Matthew. Um, Okay. So let's, let's explore this. Let's get in. Let's talk about you. And then let's, you know, you're, you're giving us a bit of a tease there about who you were as a kid or, or how you were brought up and kind of what was in your mind then. But um, we'll dive way more into that. First, let's start with right here. Let's just wh- tell me what you do now. And what impact do you see that making today?
1: Yeah, great question. So what I do is I am what I call myself an intuition master coach. And basically what that means is I teach and support people, whether you're in a self-healing journey or you're a spiritual entrepreneur in really embodying and understanding the depth of your energy and your intuition Mm. at the foundation of everything we do, our desires, what we want to create, our limitations, you know, our excess and deficiencies and what we feel or believe about ourselves in our life is energy. And so- working with tens of thousands of people over the last four years in just readings just learning how to develop the skill set to read energy and then taking that and reverse engineering it to where I can truly teach any single person who sits down in front of me whether it's hey you know you're not quite ready for the expansion right now you know this would be a for you to start and we can do some more work later or it's hey you're all in let's figure this out and let me sit down with you and help you navigate your energy
0: so when that happens when you do that with somebody whether it's a quick conversation i don't know how quickly can you do that can you get that vibe and kind of you deliver some sort of assessment
1: yeah i'd say about five minutes i have a really good idea of who a person is as a whole and, and not from a place of judgment, which is really important to oh, stipulate, sure. but from a place of just like, oh, interesting. You have a lot of potential. Let's pull this out.
0: Oh, okay. So when that happens and you do have that, you've got this beautiful little gift that you hand over and you say, this is what I see in you. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm sensing. Uh, this is for you now. Take it. Yeah. What happens then? How does that impact that person, you know, regardless of the specific diagnosis, I don't know, kind of outcome that you give them, uh, how yeah. do you see that impacting them? When they, when they understand that they get that sense, they understand they hear you. How does that change them?
1: Oh, I love this question. And it really couldn't come at a better time. So hmm. I'll, I'll tell you just a, a short story about one of my clients that I'm currently working with. So she came to me and she was someone who faced a lot of religious abuse and and mental and psychological abuse throughout her life. And she, in her late 20s, started going to therapy and really wanting to, well, better herself. She didn't want to be riddled by the anxiety and the depression that she was constantly facing and, you know, wanted to believe like we all do that there was something better for her mm-hmm. and she spent a few years in therapy and she came to me six months ago and she was like okay mm-hmm. I don't really know what this looks like but I've been watching what you do and a lot of it really resonates and I want to give this shot because I don't want to be where I am anymore I don't want to have the lows of the lows more than I have any partial good day yeah and within five months Alex she came out and said I am beautiful I love myself. And she had never gotten that from her parents, Mm -hmm. from anyone in her life, from herself to the point where in five months she could say it out loud. And she was taking care of herself. She is taking care of herself and she's honoring her body and she's, you know, working out and she's asking for raises and she's creating better relationships in her environment. And you know just seeking and desiring one of the biggest wounds she had was around family to the point where she had taken that right off the shelf where that's not for me I can't have that not not me mm-hmm. to where even in that she said you know what I want a family I want to be married and I want to have kids of my own one day and I don't know how that's going to look but I actually do in fact want it and I suppressed that for so long so this is an example of someone who mm. really just came into this space to evolutionize their own life you know and now she's going out and she's learning modalities to help others with healing because she's had such a powerful breakthrough transformation
0: what is that I mean all those different sort of actions that she may take and and demonstrate the change that has already happened internally what's that internal like what does she what does she feel In order to ask for raises, in order to say, this is what I want, in order to take care of herself, what's, what feelings shifted? Like, how does she feel in order to, to make those things happen? What'd you say?
1: Courage. It Mm. was courage. Instead of feeling the weight of, I have to be confident to do it, which we're never confident until we learn courage. And now she has the courage to do it. And even when there's times where she's like, oh, like, I'm crying. This is scary. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't feel like this is coming from desperation or lack or the inability anymore. I feel like somehow, some way, and I trust that God's providing. Mm -hmm. I just get to take those steps now. And it's, uh, it's just gives me goosebumps. It's so amazing.
0: (laughs) I love it. And I love, I love that word that that's actually my, you know, my word for 2022 is, um, Mm -hmm. I knew it right away, you know, my wife and I do a new year's Eve exercise and kind of, what are we going to do this year? And what, word are we focusing on? And mine is courage. And it's the, the recognition that to the, the things that I see in my story coming forward will require courageous action and it it's seeing the fear and having the conversation anyways. Yeah. And so when you say that, when you, you know, yeah, we don't, it's not confidence. It's not this like, sure. I just want to be confidence. Cause yeah, you don't, you don't get confident until you show courage and you're seeing that happen again and again. That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: And in all areas of her life, you know, oftentimes I find that when I start supporting people, they have some one particular focus that it's like, I was related to this, you know, the husband and the wife that always complain that the husband never puts his laundry in the, in the basket. And then the husband that always complains that the wife never, you know, stops and just calms down and sits down for a minute. Sure. Well, that's like the surface level area. <laughs> Maybe don't relate. I feel like you guys have a good balance, <laughs> but I feel like it's the laundry one that really, you know, I just get this all. <laughs>
0: yeah, we just keep our laundry on our own sides of the room, and nobody says anything. It's like do what you want with it. I don't care. Like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keeps well, the peace. You
1: asked- you ask her that one after, see what she has to say. She'll We're both
0: such it. peace. She's a peace as far as Enneagram goes. She's a nine, I'm a seven. She's a peacemaker and just um, wants peace all the time. Let's not have conflict. And I'm all about yeah. the joy. I don't want any, I don't want any oh, anger goodness. in the space. Are you kidding me? It's, yeah. So there's very little fighting in our home or, or yeah. arguments for better or worse. Um. Anyways, how about you? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, just to finish that thought, it's yeah. like, People come with a a more surface-level area. I want to better communicate. This person, you know, sets me off. This thing's bothering me. And they think it's one area of their life. And what happens when you start from the energy up is that you learn a whole new way of processing, of operating, of walking, of standing, of talking. Mm -hmm. So you start to realize then with self-awareness the patterns that exist in all areas and faucets of your life. And so instead of thinking that you have to go and fix all these things individually, you realize that you don't have to fix anything. Hmm. It's just a shift that comes internally and they all through your actions in one area unfold for the better in all the other areas. And it's so much more of a simpler process to go through because it takes out all of the logic, if you will, which is where most of us operate from is our head. And it plugs you back into your heart, which makes the process so much more seamless. And then those light bulb moments of awareness where it's like, oh, I see how this works and where this connects and where this is going. Okay. This is easy to fix. This is easy to shift.
0: It's a shift from fixing. I need to fix something to it's unfolding.
1: Yeah, exactly. Before me.
0: And I mean, I guess there's a level of freedom in that. There's a level of, of like relaxation uh, maybe that it's, it's, it seems to be about control as well. It's, it's a, element of letting go of control so that you can, so that you can control something. I don't know. Am I going too, too too mystic here, but there's something happening there. So I just want to make it really clear kind of, you know, what the outcome is that you bring, because I, I, there is absolutely around this conversation, um, a a tendency to go like, oh, energy worker or like intuition coach, like, okay, whatever, like you're going (laughs) to help me feel different. Sure. Fine. Yeah. Um, and so to make it really clear, right. Again, what the, that end result is that no, this is about courage. Yeah, This, this is about stepping into a room and saying what you want, deciding what you want, acting on what you want, what you feel is right. Instead of shrinking back and accepting what simply is and being frustrated about it
1: yeah settling for tomorrow or for yesterday
0: settling for yesterday that's man that's got to be the title of a new book or something um <laughs> uh, okay so where does this begin then this idea of courage for you i mean you're showing up courageously obviously starting all the new things that you have and 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 putting yourself out in the world to do this work um where does that idea of courage for you begin is that who you were you know you saw your you said you mentioned your parents earlier but Did you feel like you were a courageous kid or was it something else? And you desired courage growing up.
1: For me, it was more about rebellion growing up. The Hmm. second someone told me to go left, I immediately was going right. Even if left was the easier, clearest, fastest path to get to wherever we were going. There was something about authority, which I can... Only imagine you can just present that to how this whole world scenario played out for me. <laughs> I was like, sorry, no. Um, but it's but even in everything that I did growing up, it was this sense of rebellion where I didn't want to, in a way, just settle. I didn't want to just mm. do what everybody else was doing. I I never agreed with that, and it wasn't because it you know that's bad or wrong, but it just never felt right for me. I always, in a sense. I was the one that people could count on to do the stupid, crazy things, even when it was like, made no sense.
0: Authority figures that you did trust that you did listen to and kind of, you know, uh, whether it's follow or obey, or I, I don't know, like specific teachers that you like, no, I just, sure. I didn't, I chose not to rebel in her class because there was a different kind of respect there or something was, does anything stand out in that sense?
1: Um, the only person honestly was ever really my dad and it was because he Mm. approached everything with such integrity um in in everything that he did honesty and integrity through and through and so i always had just a deeper level of respect and he wouldn't tell me to do something that i didn't need to do if it wasn't necessary to do it like he was Mm. always someone who took care of things for himself whereas like as a child growing up obviously we all fell against our parents but you know my mom was always that person in the house who was you know, you got to do this, and you've got to do this, you've got it. It's very forceful. And then going into school, um, oftentimes, I always found myself where the teachers could never answer the questions that I wanted to know, hmm. where it was like, okay, in, in social for such a great example, I was like, why am I learning this? Like, okay, it's history. And I get that. But like, why am I learning this? Like, what actual value does this give to my life? And nobody could ever answer that. And I'd get kicked out of class all the time. And so I just, you know, obviously got frustrated with them like okay bye like i'll go sit i always spent my time with the pt class and would just hang out and and help the special needs kids and so it ended up being a really interesting exchange because then i got Mm. to just help for them for free (laughs) on their
0: end but even that is interesting right where so okay so you rebel against this authority because you're like oh you can't answer you can't define well enough why i'm learning this um, yeah. even to play that juxtaposed to your dad your dad is just this you respect him because they'll only do things if they make sense to you your mom was like do this do this do this you're like well, why why like anytime that you can you ask why and they can't they can't give you you know a satisfying answer you reject that rebel against that but then that rebellion didn't lead you necessarily to this, like, I'm going to, you know, set a fire in the garbage can though. Maybe you did that, but it led (laughs) you to, I'm going to go to those in need, essentially the, to, to to those that are the, to the vulnerable ones down the hall. Like there's, there's a really interesting connection there that I don't just notice. I don't know what to do with, but what do you think of that? high-achieving entrepreneurs and public speakers, this is for you. You know that you've got something important to do here, but why in the world are you doing it? And even if you know why, how do you talk about that? That's why I'm so excited to invite you into my one-on-one story coaching process. Through this three-month journey, we will go into intensive sessions to uncover your story, Turn it into a message that matters and then create content specific to your context and business today i have worked with dozens of clients that have experienced major transformation through this experience and more importantly have discovered the transformation that they have already gone through in their life because when you know how you have transformed you can communicate that so your audience knows how you can transform them too Look, 96% of consumers buy based on emotions. And if storytelling is our greatest tool to spark an emotional response, then you better learn to tell your story today. And one-on-one story coaching is the best way to do it. Go to alexstreet.ca to get the conversation started or reach out to me on Instagram at streetsays and say, I'm interested in one-on-one. Let's talk.
1: Uh, honestly, I never even connected that for myself. I just know that I probably spent more time in those classes than I ever did in a social class throughout elementary and junior mm-hmm. high and sometimes even high school. And so it, it's really fascinating that you say that because even then with that, I guess, personality You know, I never was the person who went and did all the drugs and, you know, did all the crazy things, right? I always just used it to blaze my own trail in life. I moved Mm -hmm. out at 17, I, I worked three jobs, you know, by 21, I had a house with some friends and, um, we just, I just kind of always figured it out. And I, I, now that you say that that was something that always really, um, pulled me in was I was very much involved in the service industry. And it wasn't because, you know, well, partially bartending, you just make so much money. Sure, But uh, on the other side of that, it was the stories. It was the people that come to the bar every day. It's, you know, where they're at in their life. It's being a listening ear for them. Oftentimes I would know that these people had nobody else to listen to them mm. and they had a story to tell. And though I didn't necessarily know that in its entirety, it was what I was constantly doing. And so I always tailored to the local bars because you have the, the people there and, you know, you get to know them. It's not just like some fancy restaurant where, you know, people come in and they already have the agenda. Like people just right. genuinely come to the bars to hang out. And so that's kind of where I always ended up in my life was listening to other people.
0: What? <laughs> just take me into that like experience as, I mean, sometimes I, I picture bartending as, you know, you're at the club and there's it's shoulder to shoulder. You can't move. People are just throwing money across the bar to hope to get the right drink and pull it back to their friends. Um, but then there's this, yeah, there's this local bar kind of three in the afternoon and Tom walks in and sits down because he left work early and he's having trouble at home and sits there. Like, is that the environment that you were in? And you're the one on the other side of the bar there to say, Tom, what's going on? Like, was that, was that what you're talking about here?
1: Yeah, very much so. And it was honestly the sense of community because when Tom walked in, you knew Jerry was coming 45 minutes later, yeah. you know, Jane and, and, and John got off at five. <laughs> 30 so they were coming and you know it was just it was a it was a family Mm. and really see even the communities that I build very much that way where it's it's about bringing people together to feel that inclusivity and that everyone where they are is unique as they are and more often than not people just need a moment to be listened to
0: yeah did you see Again, you can come to a specific moment or not. I just love, I just love this environment. I think specifically, even how it shows uh, how you went kind of from child to adult and and that shift that happened through the those years. I don't know how long you were even a bartender. Like, was that eight months or was it eight years? There you go. So, uh, you know, let's say those people come together and they find community in this space and they feel listened to. And there you are, a listening ear. Did you see? transformation did you see people change throughout that time
1: yeah actually there was it's really fascinating because there was one place that i worked at for six out of those eight years and it was one space that was close to my house and it always stayed close to my heart and there was a few people who started there and they were the heavy drinkers Mm -hmm. and you know they'd always talk the big game the drunker they got and they had the big loud boastful stories and You know, it'd be it it was always this such a fascinating chain of events. It was one person saying one thing one time or one person showing up at the right time to be there to hey, what about this? Mm. And I remember that there was this one guy and I can't for the life of me ever remember his name, but he was a younger guy. He worked in the oil field. He would come in on his days off. He'd basically be there drinking his face off for 10 days at a time and then go back to work and you'd always know he was coming back. Um, and there was one day where there's this old man, he'd always come in every single day, sit at the edge of the bar with his newspaper, and he'd just listen. Like everybody knew he was there, they'd say hi to him, but he wouldn't really talk to anybody. And so this probably took place over like a solid mm-hmm. year. Every, you know, every two weeks, this guy would come back for 10 days, drink yeah. his face off. The old guy would be sitting there just listening. And one day on his way out, the old man stopped him and he was like, Hey, you know you can do a lot better for yourself in life. And I really think you should try. And he came back one more time after that shift and we never saw him again. And even when he came back, he wasn't drinking as much as his, what he was, his tabs were cut in half. And so something that what that man said really got to him. And wherever he ended up in life, it was that, it was that thing that he needed to hear more than ever. And so whether he ended up going down a completely dark path or not, it was the fact that even when he came back, his bill was cut in half. And I will remember that till the day that I die because Mm. I take the same kind of experience and I apply it to if I can say one thing that somebody Mm -hmm. needs to hear, you know, and that's where a lot of the courage in me showing up for the work that I do today, I wasn't doing this four years ago. I had no idea what energy was other than, you know, it was probably your light switch. And when I started going through my own self-healing journey, I lost my aunt. She was like the glue to our family. And my husband went through multiple heart surgeries in two years. Our son went through a heart surgery at four months old. And I didn't have a lot of hope. You know, I was walking around with the biggest smile on my face, pretending everything was okay. Um, but inside I was really suffering and I didn't know what that meant. And I didn't know what I was going to do with that. And we ended up in some dire financial circumstances where at the end of it, when we finally got the good news, I realized that before even again, knew about energy or even personal development, I was like, I got to do something about this. Like I am, I'm not going to settle for this. I'm not going to settle for this just being my reality that I have to accept. And I started digging into podcasts.
0: There's, there's a few things that are really standing out to me at this point. There's a sense of rebellion that you said right off the bat. And it's like, I'm going to rebel just for the sake of it. Or because something's cooking inside. I don't know what, but if I don't respect, if you can't answer what I want, then I'm going to push the boundaries. Um, and then takes you to this place where again, let's say that that leads you to actually the vulnerable to, to, to listen, to find those who who need something. And then that leads you to bartending, which of course, cause it's good cash. But in that, what you most attracted you to it was I get to be a listening ear and I get to see this and watch this. And even as you tell that story, you're watching this play out from behind the bar. You get to see these characters come in. And this is what was so brilliant about the show cheers, right? Because it's just, this is what you see and this is what happens. And the way you describe that is this old man sees this guy come in, you know, every two weeks and, and, and go nuts and rebel against everything. And this man says, you can do better. Essentially yeah. saying, you don't have to settle for this. Yeah. And then you just said, you know, you went through these experiences and you were like, I'm, I'm not going to settle for this just being my life. So there's this, yeah. there's this interesting, like duality of settling and rebelling That you were carrying with you up to where I think you're about to lead us to now starting to listen to some podcasts and get into and kind of open up this world for you but is that authentic is that kind of aligned to describe the character of who you were who you have been.
1: Yeah, actually that's really beautifully said. And it's so fascinating how powerful it is to share your story with someone else because then you have a perspective outside looking in that's like, hey, look at all these connection points that what you know or what you don't know. And you know that just opened up a whole nother area in myself that I look forward to explore because I, something just clicked and I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is, but I, now I'm yes. curious where we go from here.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I'll let you do that on your own time to explore that, but you got to yes. come back to me and let me know. Cause that's, that is whatever just clicked. Um, there's, there's something there. So, t- so you're going through this journey. You're, um, you know, you're married and experiencing, uh, health issues with your husband, with your son, you said, and financial issues. And what, four years ago, five years ago, you're like, something's got to, sh- there's got to be there's got to be a better way.
1: Yeah. It right? was the middle of 2017 where we finally got, um, no, it wasn't. It was the end of 2017 where we finally got all the good news. Your son's going to be fine. Your husband's going to be fine. Mm. You gotta rest. And it was in the beginning of 2018 where I ended up winning a sponsorship to be in a certified psychic mediumship course. And I thought, who, who am I to do this? This makes no sense to me, but You know, if I can figure out how to heal this wound with grief with my aunt, you know, okay, I'm in. If one person can do one thing, anyone can, it just takes time, attention and intention. So I led with that and I listened to podcasts and I listened to people's stories of how they went from these dire circumstances to these really phenomenal lives in in so many different faucets, not all of them rich and wealthy, just wealthy in heart in, in most of them and I learned within the first few weeks of this training, how, what intuition is and, and how we all have it. It's a birth, right? It's the language beyond the physical words. And I couldn't believe that people didn't know about this. It was like, I started practicing in, in what we were doing and people were like, wow, that really resonates. That makes sense. And I'm like, how am I doing this? Like, what is going on right now? I feel like I'm speaking a foreign language. Like, how do I just know these things? and you know i never thought that oh this is just me this is just my gift it the whole premise of this was that we all can do this and the more that i kept all of a sudden one day having the idea to show up on a facebook live like crapping my pants because i had no idea what i was doing i'm like who am i to show up with my friends and family hey guys i've been gone for two years but now i'm a psychic medium what's (laughs) up (laughs) You know they' going out of uh,
0: my sweat lodge this is yeah, me. <laughs> yeah.
1: The mental drama on that alone was a whole nother level. But, you know, I started to just share what I was learning. I couldn't believe people didn't know it. And you know, I just started pulling cards for people, and it was resonating. And so I really led with that. you know, if I'm showing up every day, one, it's helping me. so great. But if it can help someone else, too, it's the one thing they needed to hear or the one thing they needed to see, whatever you know, that's good enough for me. And I just kept going with that. And it by accident turned into this really beautiful business that I get to run today, where my husband doesn't have to work, he stays home with us full time. And I teach and train people all around the world in in so many different faucets, whether it's the life and success of understanding themselves, or it's the spiritual embodiment of the practice they're serving the world with. And it's so fascinating because even just in the, the healing that's taken place in my own family, well, it turned out a whole bunch of my own family members loved tarot cards. They just kept them in their room. And my mom started digging into it and and healed a lot of grief and and resentment that she carried from her parents and and some of her family. And, you know, so there was just, there was so much healing that took place. Even my dad, it was his sister that passed. And that was like his entire world. And when I started, pointing out, you know, this is a sign from her or you can look for these, you know, to he was so resistive at first where he finally came to the point where he was like, oh, I found a white feather today. And I knew Judy was there. There's no way it could have been there. It was like in my engine when I was doing all change. Like, how does it get there? And he's like, I knew Judy was there. And it was so beautiful because it's just such a testament to how the courageous actions that you take in your life they're never really about you anyways. They're about everyone who gets to experience the hope and the permission that you granted yourself so that they can find it within them too. And ultimately, I guess if you boil it down, that's essentially what I do is I teach people how to have hope and how to find courage within themselves to go for what they want.
0: Wow. That, (laughs) that's. Talking about summary statements that is uh <laughs> i you know that'll be the, the the clip that we share no doubt that's that's significant life uh courageous actions they're not about you they're about they're about the other people because if you do something you're gonna uh encourage empower them to do something as well and i think as we see your story, as I hear your story and where you're showing up now, right? There's this element just to to put a bow on it, what I hear and see and, you know, to describe who you were before. Uh, let, let's just pick a word there. What would you say of those two words, settling or, uh, I don't know, rebellion, rebel, um, which which one is is a more true, authentic label, as it were? of who you were.
1: Rebel, definitely.
0: Rebel, rebel with a cause. Uh, (laughs) So I mean, right. So you're this rebel trying to push the boundaries, trying to push the limits, trying to find your place and make an impact. And it just doesn't feel like there's anywhere for you, anywhere that makes sense and any authority that you can respect and trust. And then throughout this experience of listening and learning and then going through your own um, devastation and, and pain, you, there's almost this, it seemed like there was a sense of like, I can't fight it anymore. Like you spent all your life rebelling against what was happening. And then there was a shift to sort of receive it. And, and as we said earlier to, to embrace almost what is rather than trying to fix what was and as you then lean forward into developing that understanding that put it into practice put it into action you took courageous action throughout all of that look at you now you know five four years later saying i've built something here and i'm making a massive impact helping other people learn to that they don't have to fight anymore either it's like from rebel to courage and here you are helping other people do the same
1: yeah 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 that was really beautifully said, but yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent resonate with that because I realized in supporting so many people that it, all we ever want is a voice mm. and we just want to do what we want to do at the end of the day, you know, every person that I talk to, every person that I support, every person I connect with ultimately at the end of the day, they just want to do what they want to do. And that freedom word has become such a huge component to our society because I think more than ever, even on an individual basis, people are really realizing that, you know, the job that sucks the life out of them, they don't want anymore. The mm. person that they're with that sucks the life out of them, they want better. themselves, their own mental drama that's sucking the life out of them, they want better. And so, there's a sense of freedom that you find when you really start to under understand and define who you are and, and what. You're capable of. And that I find more often than not is never about the confidence. It's just the courageous actions that build on top of each other that give you this understanding or definition that, okay, I can do this. So I'm going to own it.
0: That's so fascinating because I I hear this a lot, right? With my one on one coaching, I'm always, you know, that first question I really leaned into with you is like, what's that impact? How do people feel when they're done working with you? And a lot of people will say, freedom. They feel free. They feel, and, and I tried, I'm good. That's a great thing. That's what people want. Go a little bit deeper, drill a little bit below that surface. What, what is really below that? And I think that's what you're tapping on here is there's this level of of course, freedom. That's like, you know, innate human desire to feel free in your choices and in your actions and in your, who you are and what you can do. But what, if that's an end result, of where, of what you get to do here, Riley, we're saying, yeah, but the path there is through courage Yeah, and, and to develop that courage, you got to understand yourself. You've got to get to know who you are, what's going on in your soul. What's going on like on a macro level here and a more micro than you could ever imagine level here with your energy, with where you're at, with spirit, and that leads you to courage and ultimately into freedom. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So yeah. for those that are listening to this and are, of course, connecting with you and attracted to everything that you're saying here and are feeling some sort of draw towards this, they are feeling like they're fighting. They're just rebelling against everything. There's this constant battle in their life, and they would rather have this courage be able to take those courageous actions uh we know that you're a path to help them get there how are they going to connect with you to start that conversation
1: yeah so come and hang out with me on instagram i'm on all platforms riley r-y-l-e-e june as in the month dot ca and just pop into my dms just come and say hi share your story with me i'd love to support you where i can you know, I have tons of different programs. I have a beautiful membership that's full of amazing people in the community to help you along your journey. But even aside from all of that stuff, just come say hi, come hang out. And I'd love to support you in, in any way that I can. My Instagram pages and my podcast are just littered with so much good stuff for you to really under, understand and define more of who you are. I think it's my fifth episode I ever published on my podcast. And it's your uh your six senses is a wonderful resource to just go and dig into more to understand that language beyond Mm. your physical language.
0: Amazing. So much stuff, so much help. You are uh continually a bright light, and I'm just so grateful for sharing your journey here for sharing our love of mr mcconaughey and for uh for really bringing us into you know what what leads someone to do what you do and have the impact that you do so thank you so much for your time here
1: thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure
0: Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.